are Locked On Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Happy Wednesday, coming to you live Sunday evening from uh, Mike Luke's house, by the way. Bruno, Luke, we didn't really update you on him. He's hanging out right next to John Schuster. Looks a little tired. Mm. He's taking a couple nips, but uh, right now he's just kind of hanging out. Now, let's talk about the state of the conference, and let's talk with Washington, about Washington first. Washington's crap. That's a bad football team you saw out there. Now, again, they beat Arizona, and if they were to play Arizona again, I think it would probably be more like 27 to 10. I think they kind of figured Arizona out in the second half. But that's a, that's a crap team there, John Schuster. I was surprised, I think, like a lot of people. at Because, you know, you don't necessarily get an up-close look at every team on a weekly basis. You catch a little bit here and a little bit there and so on and so forth. And I know Washington rec- Washington's record wasn't particularly good, but there were some games where they were competitive. I think their defense kept them in some games. They did lose to Montana. Uh, and But they bad. lost to Montana. But... But I think they were competitive against UCLA, if I'm not mistaken. A couple other teams on the on the schedule are good Pac-12 teams, and they were they were there. So you figure, ah, they're they're six and six football team. Arizona's not Washington. I think you and I talked late last week about how we thought, even though it was a 17 point line, chances were pretty good Washington was going to come in here and cover that. For uh, sure. Yeah, and and then you see them. It's like holy crap! This what, is who? And what yeah. happened so quickly? Wow. Too. I mean, yeah. this was. I mean, th- and there was nothing really. Again, Air, I, I, Arizona would lose by more than three if they. I think if they played again, but that's not really the point. The point is that they looked uninspired they and looked uninspired. clueless on offense. Uh, and, oh, the offense! Yeah, I'll let you uh, uh, get into one of your uh, shoe rants though on the offense though. Yes. Oh, this is this. You know, if you're if you're watching from the stands or just watching in general, and you can predict exactly what an offense is going to do. That's, That's a problem. And so Washington has has its quarter. Washington's one of those teams that, hey, we're going to move up to the line of scrimmage really fast. And then every, all the offensive linemen get up there and they get in their stance and the quarterback's under center. And he says a couple numbers. And there's 25 seconds to go on the play clock. So the quarterback then decides that he's going to move back from center. And then he's going to look to the sideline to get the play. And then they're going to get into another formation. And then he's going to look back to the coach again. And by this time, he's going to snap it with about two seconds to go on the play clock. And the play is going to gain two yards because... Everybody in six continents knows what play you're going to run. We talked about this yesterday on the phone when I was walking Bruno. And um, it's the almost the epitome of when Sean Miller had better players than everybody and he still ordered T.J. McConnell to run the ball to half court and basically wait for him for five seconds to call out a play that everybody knew was going to come. So... It was a little bit like that. I at least it I looked like I, I agree with you completely. It looked but, like no, the but football Was- version. But of Washington that. looked. They looked like you said. They looked uninspired. They looked very poorly coached. And um, 
that was one of the crappier Washington teams I've seen. We've in, seen uh, in, in a long, long time. time. That is a program that, that should like never be less than a seven-win football yes, program. That doesn't look like a Chris Peterson. No, it does not. To like no. And he had them moving in a good direction and had them stabilized. Mm-hmm. And they were they were going to be a nine-win team, a ten-win team, an eleven-win team. I think, generally speaking, as long as Peterson wanted to be there. Mm-hmm. And when he left, boy, did they descend quickly. Mm-hmm. Now, are they going to descend to Arizona's depths? That there's, they still got a long way to go. They got a that. long way to go to Again, get there. We're talking twenty. We're talking nineteen straight but losses. Aren't they the worst team or the least inspiring team in the North? In a North that isn't particularly inspiring. Stanford, Oregon, Oregon State, Washington State—they're all better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and even Cal's better. I yeah, think at for least sure. at, at least Cal gives you a little confidence on the offensive end. I think Washington's the worst. I don't know if they're the worst team because their defense is good. But they're certainly the least inspiring team in the right. North, which puts them in a really bad spot, a perplexing spot. They shouldn't be worse in Washington State. They shouldn't be worse in Oregon State. Oregon State's playing some inspired football mm-hmm. right now. Uh, so, yeah, the, the performance by Washington should not have wowed anybody by any stretch of the imagination. Also, something that happened over the course of the weekend, exactly as we expected. Uh, it's rare that we pat ourselves on the back <laughs> because usually we're rightfully making fun of ourselves. Uh, but... We figured that after an impressive win in Los Angeles and taking care at ASU of ASU in Salt Lake City, week three might be tough going mm-hmm. up to Corvallis. Proved difficult Guess for what? Utah. It was tough. It was tough. And the Utah Utes, who are probably the most consistent team in the Pac-12 South, not the most talented, but the most consistent, mm-hmm. by the end of the year, they're probably going to be your representative in the South. They got thumped. Right. Oh, by they the, got spontooned in the second half up in Corvallis. By the way, one thing that it was is really funny that I heard that uh, made me chuckle is that have you been watching a USC at all? How crummy they are. So, yeah. It, have you ever seen an interim coach replaced during the season? <laughs> it's possible that we don't. Don't you feel like this year USC should have just had seven different coaches? I mean, one just, for just every game. One. You know it's what? Like, Why don't like you try? Rotating carousel of quarterbacks. Just throw just one a, in there. It's like defensive Arizona. coordinator, quarterbacks coach. Recruiting coordinator, uh, head librarian. You get to coach USC football this right, week and see sure. what happens. They certainly, it wouldn't make much of a difference. Right. Yeah, they were a team with a heck of a lot of talent, and they're going to shoot for the moon when it comes to a coach. And who knows if they're actually going to get that name. I told you who name. I would hire, right? I don't know that you have. See, I don't really, I don't, I'm not high, well, I mean, I guess I would. I don't what. I don't. First of all, I'm of the opinion now, until I see otherwise, that Washington or that USC isn't as good a job as people think it is. Mainly because they can't seemingly get good coaches. Um, maybe that's just because they'll only hire USC people. But be that as it may, I have a hard time believing that if Urban Meyer at some point said that he wanted to come to USC, that they'd say, "Screw you. Mm-hmm. We don't. We're only hiring a USC guy." <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. I'm hiring Jonathan Smith. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's a ballsy it's a ballsy call. That is that 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 is a ballsy call. He I mean he's he's young, he's smart, he's also at his alma mater. Mm-hmm. And I get the difference between SC and Oregon State, but he's also at his alma mater. So I'm not I'm I'm not that's he he would be able to that negotiate be a heck of a lot of money to move there. And that I'm not sure. Honestly, why would you go with Jonathan Smith instead of Justin Wilcox? Because I don't really, I think Justin Wilcox has basically had them as a six-win team for about four years now. I don't see a lot of improvement at Cal. All right, I'm, I'm, I think those are both reasonable options if you were going. Also, I think Justin Wilcox is pretty good, and Cal never gives its program, 
you know, the athletic that's true. department as that's much. That's true. That's true. You know who else? Yes, I hope as it that. should. You know, you know who else I would uh, pr- try to get is Chris Peterson. Yeah, and that that wouldn't surprise me at all. Right. If that is being discussed, mm-hmm. and maybe it's something that Peterson would look at getting back. You know, he's had he's he's been able to clear the head a little bit in the broadcast booth, and right. then maybe you're ready to go back in. Maybe you, that that's a very that's probably a real possibility. You, makes a lot of are sense. Are you interested if you're USC and Urban Meyer wants to go there? <laughs> No, right? I you agree. kidding? Absolutely. There, no, no. There's not he's just uh, such so a, much. Yeah, right, right. Uh, terrible. Right. Just, just, no, I mean, just an awful coach at every level. Why the, Never successful why at the, the college world game. Why would you want him at the college why? level? I mean, absolutely. Especially too when he seems to have found his niche at the NFL <laughs> level. Correct. Yes. For folks out there who, who say, "Wait, you wouldn't take up?" Oh, oh yeah. We'll uh, see what so, you're doing. Right. So, hey, let's take a quick break. Okay. You're listening to Locked On Wildcats. We both agreed that we would, after a, basically about a minute of mocking the possibility of not taking it, we have decided that we would take Urban Meyer as our head coach. The only one mocking the USC job is Urban Meyer. Saying, Correct. I really want to go to SC. Yeah, right. I'm having a blast in Jacksonville. I get to go to London four times a year. For sure. For sure. Right? <laughs> My it's second like, home I away from home. I want to get the London Jaguars. <laughs> the London Jaguars. Uh, yes, uh, elsewhere in the conference... ASU had the week off, so that's good for them after licking their wounds. They're still in the clearly in the mix for the Pac-12 South. UCLA took a definite hit with its loss to Oregon. I thought Oregon looked really good in that later in that the, game. Later in the game, for yeah. sure. I actually was feeling good because I thought UCLA was going to win that game. Right. And I actually felt really good about it. And they it. looked at, for what, two and a half quarters? Yeah, they yeah. looked like the better team. They did. And, yeah. then, or, and then Oregon kind of woke up. UCLA seemed. feels like they should be better than they are. Yeah. Yeah, and, I, and and it feels to me that the conference as a whole, and this is kind of the debate that we've gotten into to a large degree, I think. I feel like there isn't a team in the conference that is 1 to 15, but there are six teams in the conference that are 15 to 25. Yeah, that basically 16 to 25. Yeah. Uh, everybody in the Pac-12 except for like Arizona and like a couple other teams mm-hmm. reside in that low. Right. UCLA feels like they're in there. Mm-hmm. Arizona State feels like they're mm-hmm. in there. Utah, uh, Oregon. Utah, Oregon. Um, Did you say Oregon State? Oregon State, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, not Washington. Right. Um, and uh, Washington State's outside on the fringe. They're good. Stanford's the same way. USC can't get out of its own way. USC has 15 to 25 talent, but they're not playing 15 to 25. Uh, no, they're but, playing bottom 15. <laughs> they're playing bottom 15 yeah. right, right they, now. You, by yeah. the way, they play the, uh, they're, they're playing the A this week. Are they? Yeah. Oh. Arizona going into the Coliseum. Are they now? Yeah. Are well, you, will it be a Halloween surprise are, on the road? Is that what you're, you seem to be suggesting as such? Well... I mean, it, it, it would be a wise bet. Just take money line Arizona. And this is from a guy who was 10-0 in games last year. <laughs> bet on the team that's lost 19 yes. straight and say, screw, it'll probably, they'll probably be about a 17-point underdog. Screw that. Go money line on this. Yeah. Now, they well, won't be you, 17. It'll be like 13. You think they'll be a 13-point underdog? Yeah. At SC. Yeah, because USC sucks. 19. 19? Mm-hmm. All right. Because look, does SC... We should bet, we should bet a built bar on, on this. On, on what the line's going to be. I haven't seen the line. I haven't seen the and line so, either. So by the, time, by the time well, this comes out, right, well, we we'll, can. We'll look right now. So yeah. I say it's 19. You say it's 13. Now, for folks listening out there, this is coming out Wednesday. Uh, so you know what the line is in this game, and it may have even moved by then. Uh, but uh, but this yeah. is an evergreen episode. <laughs> well, it's just an episode that we recorded on a Sunday night, hanging out at Mike Luke's place after Mike Luke had a very busy... Uh, uh, weekend. So, you know, there's still, 
it is to a large degree. You're, you're in the last week in October, and you still really don't know how the Pac-12 is going to shake out. And there are a lot of teams that remain in the mix and a lot of games that are uh, still, you know, up in the air and uncertain from a week-to-week basis. And I guess if you're looking, if you're not worried about playing in a four-team playoff, which obviously no team in this conference is at this stage, then at least from a week-to-week basis, if you like the conference, you're getting some entertaining games. For sure. no, Take for that. Sure. I mean, you're go for with sure that. getting entertaining games, yeah. for sure. You know what else is, it's not entertaining, but it's something that you don't ever want to be the source of someone's entertainment when you're sweating. And that's where it comes in and you get sweat blocked. And you know what? I think if you're USC's interim coach, you're no longer sweating because you're not going to get that job. So hell, you, know, you might not have the job next week. Well, I mean, you know, I mean, if you could ever replace Don't an interim coach mid-team, just go, just go <laughs> just sweat, sweat block. block. Yeah, I mean, seriously. And you know what? Prize Picks is another place where you can make fun of USC and U of A accordingly if you need. But um, SC is going to be an interesting job because SC, by and large, since Carroll left, hasn't really mattered. No. I mean, that and that's a long time. That's almost 15 years yeah. now. Yeah. Um, they need to get this one right. Mm-hmm. What is uh, at, at least the thing with USC is that the the one inherent. By the way, I'm looking up the okay, uh, USC. The one inherent built-in advantage that USC always has as a school and a football program is that they can make a lot of hires, and the next one they might be able to get right. Right. A lot of other schools don't have that benefit. Arizona does not have that benefit, right. as we have seen over the course of the last 20 years here. Arizona. Ooh, you are much better than. <clears throat> is it in the 20s? It's 20. Yeah, yeah. good call. Uh, then, then, honestly, now that I'm thinking about it, it's 13. What here, a moron. Here, here's the reason why I thought it would be a little higher. We Washington well, was a 17.5-point favorite coming into Tucson. USC <laughs> has better talent than Washington. This game's on the road. Correct. That's all. Um, I'm actually, now that in, now that you painted in that way, I'm almost kind of surprised it's not like 24. It kind of, uh, and, and that it isn't going to move in that direction. Yeah, yeah. You know, of, you, yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll be watching that one. <laughs> yes, we certainly will. Uh but the USC, it's a good job, and it, and you have a you have a built-in recruiting base. And if your athletic administration will get out of your way, you have a chance to succeed and succeed at a high at a high level because there are a lot of people in LA who can be convinced that they're the person who can be responsible for quote unquote return to glory. Funny thing about I don't know if it's funny or not, but I remember. Dick Tomey, we're not talking 25 years ago, chatting with Tomey, and, 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 and at the time, he was saying, who do you think, you, this is pre-Carroll, who's the best coach at USC since John Robinson left, or since McKay left? And I had to think a little while. Did you say Paul Hackett? No, I said Larry Smith. And he said, yeah, it's been Larry Smith. All right. I said, and, and, uh, and then I asked him, oh, okay, so why is, what's the deal at USC? That's, I mean, Larry Smith was good at SC, he wasn't good enough at USC, mm-hmm. but he was good at USC. Right. Um, but certainly not what you expect USC to be. Right. You know, talking about the Anthony Davis USC teams, the 70s teams. And, and Tommy said, you got a bunch of people in L.A. and every, every, every kid's dad wants their kid to play at USC because it's, quote, unquote, and he said this with kind of a joke in his voice, return to glory. Right. It's, like, it's all about return to glory at right. USC. Right, right. Here we are, return to, <laughs> return to, return to, to glory. glory. Right. So, so as much as ASU is the sleeping giant. Right. You for USC. USC. Are they the sleeping uh, giant? No, they're, they're all about return to glory. Right. They're return... They're the sleeping giant that was yes that wants to return, <laughs> return to glory. Return to glory. Yes, yeah. exactly. They're always looking to come out of hibernation. They certainly are, and to return. By the way, to real glory. quick, before we let before we let you all or before mm-hmm. we let you go, do you give the A any chance in this game? Sure. And the reason is that USC is stupid. Yeah. And they're horribly coached. Mm-hmm. And and it's possible 
Here, do you have your uh, do you have your vodka shot next to you? Because yeah, I'm about exactly. to go into shoe drinking game mode here. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's possible that actually this week, because USC is so stupid and poorly coached, that they could make some turnovers. And Arizona's defense might get short field when the turnover battle. Mm. And then Arizona can really go into the specialty conservative offense from the 17 yard line when they recover yes. the fumble from, I mean, from right there. Right. Uh, so play for the field goal. If if USC is smart. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was a good one, wasn't it? But but go with me here. Go with me here. If USC if USC was smart, they'd just basically use their talent and run it up the middle, and try to win this game about twenty eight nothing. Yeah, just run, 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 run. Bigger offensive line, put much pressure on, and then you know get 11 people within two yards of the line of scrimmage on defense like every other team does. Think about Arizona defensively. It takes about 45 seconds to scout them. And you win the game fairly convincingly, uh, you know, about 28 nothing, and then you move on to the following Is week. that what you think is going to happen? That's what should happen. But USC is stupid. Yes. So I honestly, there's a possibility that Arizona could uh, not, Arizona, oh God, I can't, I can't say it. I cannot say Arizona could win this game. You know what? That's called a tease for tomorrow, Thursday. You're listening to Locked On Wildcats.